Hey everybody, welcome to this Xbox Life episode 666, titled "Sony Is Scared." This is the show about Xbox gaming and anything we anything else in the world that we want to talk about. You name it, we might talk about it. Or real quick. Let me introduce you to the cast of characters for the show. I am Rob, also known as Presar. And with me, as always, I got my good buddy, Mark. Hey, everybody. How you doing? This is Mark, a.k.a. Wingman709. And my good buddy, Brun. Hello, hello. Also known as BJSwick33. And also, real quick to add, we are not affiliated with Microsoft or the Xbox in any way. This is a show being done by fans for fans of the Xbox, like you. The views and opinions expressed on the show do not necessarily reflect those of Microsoft. All right, we are uh, on that episode. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's I'm a- always, I'm gun shy because you're always like, sound marks. <laughs> <laughs> no. I actually, I'm I'm actually gonna take advantage of all of your little sound things to actually get my cough out of the way. <laughs> oh, they play go. the sound. I mute. I cough. I come back when it's done. There you go. All right. Uh, anyway, I guess we can get on with stuff. Uh, this might be a little bit of a longer show. Maybe we'll see. But uh, what we've been playing, I'll start mine off first because why not? Um, I've been playing a whole bunch of that mobile game, Guns Up Mobile, which uh, I know Mark, you, and a bunch of other listeners are in there now. We've got uh, like a clan, no, Alliance, that's what it's called, called This Xbox Life. Uh, if you are playing the game, you can- What was the name of that again? I'm, I'm sorry, I want to write that down. The <laughs> Alliance? Yeah, what was the name of the Alliance? This Xbox Life. Okay, all right, thanks. I think I got that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's uh, it's a crazy fun game. I've been playing it way too much. Last time I checked, about a week or two ago, I had 13 hours into it, and that was like in a week or two. Are you finding it? I feel as if that game was really fun, and then it was like, okay, it's just the same thing over and over, and I'm not prepared. Like, to get a vehicle or to get the other like units, it's like, how long do you got to play to get some additional units? It seems like you d- there is a very long ramp up in that yeah. game. Because, um, you know, in the beginning, you're progressing levels. I'm at level 24 now. And, uh, you know, there is a point where it is a lot harder. Or, or maybe you just have to play differently in order to, in order to ramp up. But it seems like there's a ton of units there's you know, a ton of vehicles, <clears throat> a lot of stuff um, that you can really, you know, unlock in the game. Like, I don't know if you saw in the, so- in the store, there's a guy called a surgeon that they're trying to sell for 30 bucks. <laughs> well, that, hey, no, thanks. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say, because I'm also playing it as well. You guys got me on to it. You know, it's really fun at the beginning yeah. because it's like you don't have to spend any money and they're just trying to get you into having fun with it. And it's it's still fun, but it slows down. And the ramp up part is well, yeah, you can grind at this as long as you want to, or you can spend money. Yeah. So it's getting to the point where it's not fun because you need to spend money, and that's where like games like this would be so much fun if it was just like let me buy the game for like nine ninety nine and just yeah. let me play it and have yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. 
But I mean, yeah. that, but that's the model. Like that's how they're going to make money. So yeah, one thing I kind of figured out just recently is I'm at the point of where gold is a problem. Um, I just never seem to have enough of it, right? Because I'm always upgrading my units. Like my base is like was a really low defensive level, just because you know I don't have all that stuff in there like some players do. I'm working my way up, but uh, you know, to upgrade all that stuff, you need gold, and the gold mine only produces so much. And I always get raided, and they take my gold, so that's always an issue. But I've got a ton of munitions, and every day in the daily deal store, they have, um, you know, a freebie. Uh, for me, it like switches like 10, 11 in the morning, I think. So they have one freebie and then there's like a whole bunch of stuff that you can buy for munitions, uh, to help you ramp up. Usually it's like, uh, like infantry, like people cards or like unit cards and stuff. And I'm hoping, so I'm doing that now every day. I started this like two, three days ago. So I'm hoping that that's going to help the ramp up time, you know, at least to make your units a lot more powerful. But definitely check that out. If you're at the point of where, you know, <clears throat> gold is an issue, there's, it's very scarce. Like, I think I overnight I only make like 10,000 gold or so, you know, minus whatever I get stolen from me. But, uh, but the munitions, they're, they're just abundant. I'm always maxed out on those. So put those to good use and buy some stuff in the store. <clears throat> and yeah, the thing I also need to look at is those little tickets that you get. It's like, oh yeah, I've never bought anything with those, so I'm sure I'm probably missing out. So I know you can buy various things, but I just yeah haven't spent the time to actually look to see what to spend it on. Same thing with the gems. I've got like a couple thousand gems. I've never bought anything with them. Yeah, I use the tickets to buy keys to open crates or. Okay. Yeah. But I always wonder, it's like, what's the best deal? Because, you know, some things are not worth it versus other things which are, you know, a better deal or whatever. But anyway, Guns Up Mobile. And I did try Guns Up from the Steam store. Very similar, not the same. Um, that one, if you think the mobile one is made to spend money, to progress you should see the steam version (laughs) (laughs) that one is blatant we want you to drop cash but uh yeah it's interesting i only played it once or twice um it it got lumped into oh this is okay i'll come back to it sometime maybe not but uh you remember you you guys are this kind of goes back to another thing I heard is like you remember Plants vs Zombies right? Oh yeah, like how awesome Plants vs Zombies was, and then when they announced the second one, it was like very exciting. But of course, that was like after the whole, you know, freemium money, money, you know, money. Yeah, yeah. Play and then the second one came out, and they like completely ruined the game. Because like everything was based off like time and money and all oh, you want more tokens and and it's just it wasn't just play the game and have fun with it. It was like you couldn't buy the game; it was free. Like as soon as they said free to play, everybody's like, "Oh no!" Like just sell it, sell us the game. We just want to play it. 
And like, I didn't play much into the second one because of that. And that's, I mean, it's, it's sad sometimes because games, some games are really good for that and, you know, worth it. And then everything else is just, is just a good game, but it's trash because of the free to play model. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, they're trying to revitalize the days of plugging quarters into the arcade machine. Mm-hmm. Keep us paying. Yep. Yeah, you know that that is a good analogy, I guess. Um especially like those um like those shooter games. You know, where you got like the light gun or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and you're yeah. shooting the zombies. I mean, that's not even like I swear it's not even like play until you die. It's more like you're you're doing a timer. <laughs> Insert five dollars to continue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, that that Halo was it Fire Team Raven? I think it was very similar. Like you could sit down. I remember there was a guy that said how much it cost to complete the game because you yeah. could just keep pumping money in and keep can keep continuing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, then besides that, um, played a bunch of Fall Guys. My son coerced me into installing a mobile game called Stumble Brothers, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Stumble Stumble something. It's a total Fall Guys ripoff. And uh, it's pretty cool. I just don't... I have a hard time playing on such a small screen. I mean, not that my <laughs> Galaxy S21... Isn't <laughs> But it's... It, you know... A static game or one with very little motion is a lot different than, uh, you yeah. know, something like Fall Guys or like there's even a, a game that I mean, I, I think it would be a lot better on a tablet, which I don't have. So maybe that's an excuse to get a tablet or not. I don't know. But uh, it, it's pretty cool. It's very similar to Fall Guys. And um, oh, I did want to mention that right now. In the Epic Store, there's uh, the free game that they're giving away is called Unrailed. That is a really awesome game. Definitely snag it. It's going to be uh, free until August 11th, which is what, Thursday? Yeah, it's yeah. Thursdays. There's reset. Yeah, check that one out. Snag it. I, I'm sure most people have uh, an Epic account. So it's normally a $20 game. I actually picked this up on Steam when it first came out. It was supposed to come out on Xbox. Uh, I don't think it ever did. Um, I'm not sure. I I stopped checking after a while because they missed their launch date on it. But it's a really cool cooperative game where it's set like in the Old West. And there's like an old-time steam locomotive uh, that's going across the terrain and you and the other players basically what you're trying to do is you know build track you know gather resources for wood you know lay the track down and let the train go across the terrain to the next station uh you kind of got to see the gameplay i mean i don't know what i explained makes sense but it's a really cool and tense maybe stressful <laughs> game think of like uh the type of gameplay like maybe 
don't know if this is a good analogy. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't shouldn't say this, but uh, like overcooked, or <laughs> people are working together <clears throat> for a common goal, and maybe you just want to strangle the heck out of the people that you're playing. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, it's it's a cool co-op multiplayer game. Definitely check it out. Um, highly, highly recommend it, uh, especially while it's free. Actually, I think it's even worth twenty bucks. Uh, but uh, what, was, what was the name of that again? Unrailed, with an exclamation. Unrailed, free until August eleventh at eleven a.m. Central Time. Uh, when did this come out? It came out in September of twenty twenty initially, so it's been out for almost two years now. For those but, in our, for those in our Discord. In the TXL Discord, there's a free uh, free games channel, and I have it set up like reading. There's a couple plugins I have where it, it just kind of grabs all these things, and uh, the Epic Game Store is in there. So Unrailed actually popped in on there on eight five, so people can get kind of notified and reminder through there if if they. Uh, I I saw that just the other day. Yep, because I got. I don't remember why I had to put Discord on my something. Oh, I think to hook it into the Xbox or whatever. And then I was, it was running and I didn't know it. And all of a sudden I was getting these Discord notices about free games. I was like, what the heck is this? Yeah. <laughs> and then did I get, realized it was something you had. Yeah. Did you get pulled but, into uh, the, are you in that beta cycle yet? I just- guess I am because um, it showed up on my Xbox. Oh, I'm anxious to test that out someday. So. We can give it a shot. Yeah. And I'm actually, yeah, after we record, I know we're kind of getting sidetracked, but. I also feel like when that goes live and if it works, if they're actually going to get rid of like the Xbox game bar and windows, because hmm. I mean, it, people make it sound like they've never been able to communicate between Xbox players and PC players ever. And I'm like, it's built <laughs> into windows. Like I've been using it yeah. for years. I was like, it's nothing new. Um, but it is where people like, I know people that just un- uninstall that they don't, they refuse to use it. So it's like, you know, they use discord because there are times where I'm just like, Hey, let's hop over to Xbox party and not discord. But then here it's like, well, Hey, let's just pull people in from an Xbox party to discord. So, um, yep. yeah, I'm excited to see that working. Yeah. And that's just for chat, right? <clears throat> yeah. 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 An alternative. Cool. All right. Continue. Sorry. We're still on what we've been. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> the heck was it and i also did some roblox with my son it's uh yeah roblox what more can i say but uh yeah i think that's about it what about uh you guys mark you can go first um you got short okay (laughs) so i've been playing uh played some more Fortnite. um in fact brun um you and i played with um Wow. Who'd we play with the other night? Commander Shepard? Huh? Commander Shepard? Commander Shepard, thank you. Yes, thank you. Um, We played a couple rounds, and it was fun because we got together, and Brun's like, victory royale on our first match? No, calling it out. Gosh darn it, if we didn't get a victory royale on our very first (laughs) match. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Nice. So, yeah, we did. We did good. We had fun. And then we got um, second place. Then it was like a second place after that, and then a first place again, and a 
first place again? Uh, we we did really well. Well, you guys did good. I I brought the suck. I couldn't contribute. Like every match, it was like one kill. Like you know, there's days it's like I can sit down and you know I'll, I'll bust out 15 kills in a round. You know, and then there's others. It's like zero one. You know, it's yeah. just like what the heck? It's so frustrating. It's like you know that was a I was like I was hoping to help. You know. A contribute i didn't contribute so but uh it was still fun to play with you guys and get the wins good time um i think i'm and and rob uh i'm gonna i'm gonna wrap drawn out because you yep. he said to commander shepherd that he's like yeah rob and Brun are the uh, i'm sorry he said rob and mark are the, the Fortnite guys and here uh, you know, we're we're way ahead of them in levels. They're not even playing. <laughs> oh, jeez! I gotta call them out. <laughs> Laying the smack. And I was down. like, <laughs> I was like, that, that's fair because <laughs> he's yeah. he is he's ahead of us. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Actually, on, on a quick little side note, I uh, I mean, it's been a while since I played Fortnite. I I don't know. I I really haven't played it much since they switched like the engine and stuff like that, and. I was watching some videos on YouTube the other day and you know what I really miss is save the world. It's is that was my jam. I put so much freaking time into that and <laughs> yeah, it's still available. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> I, I just, I just need to find In the fact, time they're giving it to people now. Um, what was it? I saw something just the other day and I think it, it told me I have like, Oh, you now have access to save the world. I was like, I've had it for three years, a but billion <laughs> years yeah. or four years. Maybe I've had it before battle Royale ever came out. Yeah. Yeah. But I paid a lot of money for this game. Yeah. <laughs> so because I bought, I bought the $150 <laughs> edition that got you and Brun copies. Yeah. I, I do. Have Rob this... has put my money to good use. That's for sure. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. And I do have to say like, I don't know. I'm not very much into dumping money into games, but Fortnite definitely has taken more money than any other game I've ever played. Yeah. And no regrets. And you got to come back to it. There's a lot more, a lot of players are coming into it now that weren't, weren't into it before because of the no build mode. Yeah. Yep. Just like and, me. Yeah. There, and there's, I mean, we've even seen it in our Facebook group. People are like, I tried it after the no build mode and they're just like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. This is so much fun. Actually, I, I was, I was thinking about that. So basically all the kids rule the normal mode and the parents rule the no build mode. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. Cause yeah, the kids are just great at building. Like, you know, it's, it's like you see the opponent in the distance, they're shooting at you. Next thing you know, they built Buckingham Palace in like three seconds. Yeah. Like yeah. all over the place. And it's like, you can't do anything. And uh, it, it's fun to see the noobs because they like, they'll just like stand there and look at you as you shoot them or they walk right towards you. You just, you know, you can crouch and get, you know, they, it's like I've seen so many people, they don't move around yeah. at all. They just kind of walk in a straight line, which I do sometimes too. Yeah. But, yeah, that that was yeah, one thing. That was one thing I remember from the old Quake days when we used to play that. It's like the newbies would be the ones that would always run into the center of the room, 
and then like spin around and then try to shoot you like if you're in a corner <laughs> and the good people were the ones that would like strafe and you know shoot while they're running and dodge and everything shoot the rockets at their feet <laughs> shoot oh shoot yeah rockets at feet yep yeah and the bad people would break their mouth their mouse mm-hmm. yep <laughs> that's right slam uh, it blame the mouse um <laughs> All right, so also, man, I am hooked on the Division 2. I, I talked about this. Uh, oh, yeah, I talked about this last week um, on the one-man show. Um, and uh, hopefully, everybody, my audio quality is a lot better today. Um, I bought a new PC, and it did not allow me to hook up my old mic system. So I had to Why not? scramble today, and uh, it doesn't have a... Um, um, doesn't have a dedicated mic oh, input. Yeah. Um, something I completely like. It was one of these. <laughs> I'll share the story with you guys. So, my company gives us money every quarter that we can use towards quote wellness end quote. And but the wellness list, like I think it started out as like you could use it towards gym memberships and health health care like um treadmills if you want to buy a peloton you, that. Can, you know you get all but this list has expanded i could use this money towards xbox game pass i could buy a console i could have bought an xbox series x and the work would pay for it um tvs all kinds of stuff so i forgot it but you have to so it's like a thousand dollars every year that they give us well you have to use it by the end of um july it resets every August 1st. Well, I hadn't used it. I just completely forgot about it. So I got an email the other day and it was like, don't forget, use your money before the, you know, before August 1st. And I was like, oh crap. I went and looked at it and I had, you know, all this money sitting there. $750 is what I had. Um, and cause I hadn't, I haven't been here. I, I'm just about to hit a year with the company. So I got three quarters worth of the, the benefit. I was like, I got $750 to spend or it goes away and I got to spend it in three days. I'm like, what am I going to get? And I was like, well, I didn't need anything, but I was like, well, my PC can't go to Windows 11. They don't support the processor. So I just got kind of a, a low end PC just because I don't I don't game on my PC. In fact, if anyone wants an Alienware Aurora, I think it's a R6. <clears throat> I got no use for that thing. But uh, you probably don't want it because it's stuck on Windows 10. But um, um, so I was like, well, I could just get another computer, maybe. I mean, at least I'd spend the money on something. And so I got a, I got another Dell. It's just a small little box. and But it's got a, a brand new processor. Just came out this year. Uh, it's a. Uh, I don't even know what it is. Like the 12th gen. It's a, it's a 12th gen i7 processor. Um, and, uh, it, it's got really good benchmarks and stuff and got a, you know, uh, I got this, the same hard drive that the Xbox series X has that men D to whatever M M2 BN, what, whatever that thing is, that's, what's in this thing. That's um, nice. And, uh, so it's nice. It's real tiny compared to what I had, but I, I saw, I was just, I was like in a scramble and never have I ever bought a, a PC that didn't have a mic input on it. I didn't even think about it. And then it showed up and I was swapping everything. And I was like, 
why is there only a speaker output on this? Where's my mic input? You know? And then there was one on the front and it showed like a headset with a mic on it. I was like, oh, maybe I plug it in here. Nope. Wouldn't work that way. So I had to, uh, so when I was trying on the last episode that I did and then the promo show, I was trying to use my Turtle Beach Stealth X200s, um, but they only connect via Bluetooth. Even though you can plug it in with USB, all that does is charge it. It doesn't give you like a wired connection to the computer, which seems kind of dumb because it's wired. Like, why is this not working? I had to Bluetooth connect it, but because it's connected to the Xbox, every time I turn it on, it would turn my Xbox on. And there's like the only way to like completely disassociate that Bluetooth headset from your Xbox is to like reset your Xbox. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. Oh, so I'm like, okay. So I'm like, well, it is connecting and I was doing some tests, but windows 11 was and like, I was struggling because it wasn't working. And then I went into the windows settings and it was, it had my microphone on that headset automatically muted every time I would start it up or turn it on. So even though I'd flipped the boom mic down, windows was muting it anyway. So it wasn't working. So then I, got it where I thought it was working and I did the show and then halfway through the show, the one man show, I heard my headset turned off. I heard it go do, 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 do. I was like, uh Oh, but I saw my waveform still going. And I was like, well, maybe it is working through the USB cord. No, it turns out the whole time it was recording off my webcam. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and it really didn't sound too terrible. I was actually surprised that, it sounded as good as it did, considering it was on my webcam. So then I, I redid some work, then I thought I had it on the headset when I did that quick show, and it's like, nope, that was still using the webcam. And then I've pulled the webcam out completely. Like, I'm just unplugging it, and and, and, I, and it kept turning on with the Xbox, and I'm like, this headset's going to shut off every time. Because then the Xbox would sit there, and then it goes, it times out because I'm not on it, and shuts the headphone off. <laughs> it's like, all right, what what am I going to do? And so I'm like, Ron, what do you use? And he's, so I went right, and I, I did a lot of scrambling today. And I got that Elgato Wave 3 microphone. So it's sitting here on my desk, not hanging on a boom mic in front of my face. And Ron and I did a lot of work before the show. So hopefully it sounds good. Um, might still be tweaking and putting it on a boom later. But uh, yeah, I played that big fun game. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I went to that. I don't know where I got sidetracked, but the division two, I am hooked on this game. And I, I said this, Oh, this is how I got onto the other stuff. I said this in the last show. I, when this game first came out, I, I loved the division. So I was really excited about division two. I played a little bit of it. I really couldn't get into it. There were, I, and I can't explain why maybe I had played too much division and maybe this felt it's just too much of the same. And I was just like, nah, because I had the same problem with Ghost Recon Wildlands and then Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Loved Wildlands, got the Breakpoint, and I was like, oh, I don't like this at all. But it's essentially the same game. But then when I went back to the Breakpoint two years later, man, I couldn't put it down. I'm like, this game is so much fun. Well, that's what's happening to me with Division right now. I ended up um, completing the story. I ended up buying the New York... Warlords of New York City DLC for like 30 bucks. Yeah. Um, there's a whole bunch of stuff that they've added into that game. I've been playing all these um, 
extra missions that I don't know if they're part of because there's like a season one pass, but it that I think I've got, but I didn't it didn't include that Warlords of New York. But there's all kinds of like these other additional missions um in DC, like the zoo. Um, there's one you go to an aquarium and, and there's one where you're like outside at some camp and it's such a gorgeous looking game. And I have had so much fun with this that it, it's like, I'm at that point now. I'm like, it's about to end. It was like the same with Breakpoint. Like I didn't want it to end. And there's a lot of like little things I could go and do or replay, but man, I, I'd probably be replaying the missions and putting them on hard mode. and um just to keep playing the game because I'm having so much fun in the division too. And we do have a clan and I'm ranking us up. Yeah. <laughs> There's nobody. We do have people in it. Just no one's playing the game. But um, if you haven't played it in a while, it it's fantastic. Absolutely love it. Yeah. The, so excited to have something fun to play. The reason with the, the problem with division two, when it first came out is, is, you know, division one had a lot of success. And the thing with Division 2 is they came across and tried to figure out a way to make more money on it. And so the I think what it was is the first, when it first came out, it was very light on content. Um, Because what it was is they had season passes and they wanted you to buy into that. And then the, like in three weeks, we'll have this event and then this event. And they were trying to Fortnite it, you know, is kind of what they were trying to do and like release content like, all the time, but try to keep it alive, you know, cause it is a live service game and you know, it's the same thing as everything else is they, to me, I think if I remember right, is they skimmed down the uh, content instead of giving you a game and then adding to the game. It was like, how do we take this game and split it up so we can make the game seem like it's longer. And it was very light. The reason why it's fun now. And I did the same thing. I went back to it when the, DLC was on sale with Soul Assassin and we went through the rest of it and had a blast is because when I played it the second time around, there was a lot of content to the game. And that's and that's essentially what happened to it is is it's the same thing every other game that's done that. And, you know, it's happened to it like Halo multiplayer is kind of the same thing, right? People are saying Halo multiplayers or Halo's trash or it's a dead game, which is not true. It's just I mean, it's a free to play game. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. the multiplayer is. But that was the whole thing. It's like it, everybody wants to keep you engaged. So it's like, OK, well, how do we just trickle out stuff? It's like, you know, and for Division, you bought the game. But I remember just even all the season pass stuff. It was very confusing on like what you were getting and you got a season pass. But then it was like that was just one thing. But then you also had to buy other content It's like they were trying to do the destiny you know, also maybe trying to follow like Destiny's thing where Destiny has, you know, they have two hands in every one of your pockets trying to pull yeah. money out of you and squeezing you. And they got like direct access to your bank account. Like they're trying to, I mean, it was just every, was, the whole thing was just trying to make money, which that's what the companies want to do is they want to make more money. But unfortunately they are trying to do the bare minimum yeah, and, and try to cash in. So they're, you know, taking a Sony approach, which is do the bare minimum, you know, because that's a well, theme. even that's a theme with them. So. Even now it's confusing because so there's this like. <clears throat> I mean, it says season nine is going on, which kind of reminds me of um, like a Diablo approach to the seasons. Yeah. 
but I think it's a little different, but it's like you can it looks like you can so there's a there is a a free I guess you call it a battle pass. So there's a season pass. And it's in season nine now, so I guess I've missed eight seasons. That's how long I haven't played this game. And there's the free stuff you get as you level up that season, and then there's the paid stuff. Right. And so I was like, okay, well, it you know, how much is this to I might want to do this, but then as I'm looking at through the season, like these events have already been completed. Like there was things that are done. And I'm like, well, if I buy in, am I not getting access to all that? It's really confusing. So it's yes. like, well, I don't think I'm going to buy into season nine because it looks like all these events have ended and I can't do them. Where if like in Fortnite, you can come in and, you know, there could be a month left of the three month season and it allows you to do everything right in that season. But it doesn't look like the division two works that way. Yeah. And that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. So they're, they're not other, cause I was going to buy the season. Like, okay, let me keep playing. It gives me more things to do. And, but then I'm like, that's like 20 bucks. And I don't, it looks like half this stuff is, it looks like there's only two events left and everything else says it's ended. Yeah. I'm like, well, that's going to be a waste of money then probably. Yeah. Ubisoft is probably one of the worst companies when it comes to trying to figure that stuff out. Because I mean, not only explaining that, go try to explain Ghost Recon. Like what? Explain Ghost Recon Wildlands and its content, and then <laughs> uh, and then Breakpoint and its content and season passes. Like they got like five things that you need to buy. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's it, well, and the same thing like Destiny. Like I said, Destiny before. It's like you know, try to explain somebody what they need to get for Destiny to get all the content, and be like, oh yeah, don't buy that one because none of that stuff's in the game anymore. But they say you're getting it, but don't worry, there's nothing to do anymore because they ripped it all out too. So don't don't buy that, you know, because I bought it and I can't play any of that stuff anymore, you know. So it's like, yeah, yeah. it's it's a mess there. But the, Division and, Two is really fun. It's a good game. Sorry, I it is, and it's a gorgeous looking game too. <laughs> yeah, yep, it is absolutely beautiful. But it's it's a lot of fun. So I'm having a great time with that. But that's it. How about you, Bron? <laughs> all right, I'll make mine quick. Um. So F122 uh, got through the first co-op season with Soul. I, I think I only finished like four or five races out of 22. I DNF'd and the rest of them. Um, yeah, it's been it's tough. A true Sim, right? Yeah. Uh, no, it's not True Sim, but we have it cranked up pretty high. You know, ACC is more of like a True Sim. Uh, F1 is kind of like a mix between a Sim and Arcade. It's kind of like in the middle, I would say. Um, okay. But we have everything cranked up. And and I think the higher you crank the AI, the dumber they get. Like I've been rear-ended. I've been rear-ended on pit road in the pit lane. Um, and the thing is with the AI, they just drive the racing line and they don't care if you're there or not. Like really bad. Like I got rear-ended, spun out, and literally the the car that was spinning me out was like pointing like we were T-boned at the time. And it was just flooring. It was just 100% like pedal down, right? And it was just spinning its tires because it didn't realize that it was wrecking somebody and that it was stuck behind a car. It was just still trying to go forward. I mean, it's, yeah, pretty dumb. So, but the F1 22, Fortnite, like you said, uh, StarCraft is another game that's free right now. They are remastered of StarCraft. You can get it on Prime Gaming or on Twitch. If you go do that, you can get that. Um, Battlefield 2042 played some of that last night. 
Uh, Gears Tactics played some of that yesterday and today. Uh, talking about a fun game, it's fun. But I, uh, Commander Shepard's got me in and Drano and and um, uh, Armistice RJ. We're all doing this RPG, you know, like Dungeons and Dragons RPG game together called Celasta Crown of the Magister. So, like, I've been playing that, and then also with uh, Commander Shepard, I'm playing Wasteland 3. So I'm kind of in this, like, RPG, uh, you know, XCOM, like, XCOM games or tactic games. I'm kind of in that, like, you know, in that, you know, doing those right now. So, um, got those games going on. So, fun times. Drano sets fire to everything. Got a thing in my Discord called Drano... What what would I have it? It's called Drano Burns All, and that's our RPG channel because he literally just sets fire to everything when he plays an RPG, which you can kill your own teammates and stuff in those games. So, but that's it. Well done. Back right. to you, Rob. All right, couple uh, quick announcements before we get on with the rest of the shoe. Uh, you can uh, go to Anchor FM slash this xbox life to send us a voicemail message and also to contribute to the show uh, you can email us at contact at this xbox life and visit us at discord.thisxboxlife.com to get to our discord server and lastly of course the facebook group it's called this xbox life um, if you're not a member of the facebook group you can join really easily and you will have to answer two simple questions. No worries for most people. But, um, yeah, and I suppose I should say smash that like button. Don't forget to subscribe. And I want to just throw a thanks out. We do have a, we have someone that is supporting us um, mm-hmm. through the donation page. I want a big shout out to Michael. Appreciate the, appreciate that. Greatly appreciated. And uh, I think I'm about to throw in a. Uh, I'm about to throw in a, a thing. Okay. The name. Thank you, because we do appreciate. It. Yeah, you're cutting in and out. I don't know if Brun, if what? you hear that same thing. Yeah. What? Might be. Are you serious? Are you getting too far from the mic? <laughs> I'm sorry. Probably. Yep. Is this better? Much yes. better. Yeah. I should face it. Yes. 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 Mike I'm presents. gonna have to mount it so it stays in front of my face. <laughs> Velcro it to your melon. <laughs> Mine's like three inches from my mouth. <laughs> Mine's like what foot and a half away. Yeah. <laughs> Just sitting on my desk. Yeah. So I, I guess with that being said, uh, we did get a couple of voicemails. Are we gonna hit those next. Yeah, so for the rest of the sh- well, we do have some uh, couple things, a couple topics that we're going to discuss later on. One that we're going to have a lot of fun with, uh, kind of going back in uh, regarding our title, Sony is Scared. But for the next part of the show, this is all the community. And um, Richard and Andrew from, uh, as they call it, The Sunburnt Life, they're both down in Australia. Um, they had recommended that we do, since it's episode 666, that we do kind of a horror-based discussion and, you know, see what the community, kind of just like a reminder uh, or or sharing some fun stories and things that you guys may have had from scary moments in gaming. 
Now, I'm going to let Richard and Andrew kick this off. They have uh, their voicemail. It's about 12 minutes. So the, the rest of us are going to pause and listen. Um, and then once they're done, we've got another voicemail. Lance, X2. And then we're going to go and then we'll just kind of go back and forth through the emails and Facebook uh, comments and stuff that came in. And then we'll share our little stories with you guys as well. So thanks. Uh, let's kick it off with Richard and Andrew. Richard, we finally made it. Episode 666. We've almost made it. But will we make it through the night? Xbox Horror, Richard, there's certainly plenty of games if you look at Game Pass on Horror. And the game which we've just finished this morning is The Quarry. And having a look at the chapter selection, Richard, it looks like we've got the jacket covers for old-fashioned 1980s, 1990s horror video games. It makes you think, are we playing a game of schlock? Or is it horror? Or gore? Or what are we playing? Well, buckets of blood for sure. We're going to give a spoiler-free rundown of the game The Quarry, which we played in the upgraded Series X, and it looked fantastic. We're also going to run through some of the motives and the tropes which are engaged in the game. Richard, at the very start, The Quarry takes us to immediately to an intimate space. There's a car enveloped by the darkness of the cool autumn nighttime forest, and obviously a full moon dominates and augurs danger. So the game starts, there's two young people in an intimate space inside a large old car. Technology is something which has been removed in this game. We're in a depression, a dead spot, where we don't have access to cell towers. And later on in the game, all mobile phones are removed from the youth. And when eventually recovered, are on very low charge. So effectively, our fate is sealed in into the dark forest. The environment does feel very akin to the one of Alan Wake, although I'd say it's less sinister because, well, it's aided to by generous sprinkling of song and humour. We're defenceless, we're young, we're weak, and we have to work on our guile alone. Andrew, it's, it was really peculiar that we had to ask for permission to use our phones. So we were still in, in an age where we didn't have full autonomy over ourselves. It's a bit like when you go into a boutique and they open the doors for you. It's not to give you the um, luxurious experience. It's to let you know that you're actually in a controlled space. The game is pulled together by, well, I guess I'd call her either a witch or a hag. She's really the lady who um, pulls the whole story together. She's sort of like the binding of a book. Otherwise, the pages of the story would just be loose leaf flying in the wind. And Richard, the hag is a motive that we hear of in many of the world's folk traditions. Uh, mostly the Nordic, where people may find that what they've eaten hasn't agreed with them and that they struggle to breathe in the middle of the night. And often it's seen as an apparition of an old hag sitting on your chest trying to trying to choke you. And in this story, the legend is that this old lady roams the forest looking for a lost child. And if she finds you, effectively she'll turn you into that lost child. It's a great motive, I guess. And this lady basically holds you to account at the end of each chapter in what we call an ossuary, a room which is held for storing skulls and bones, fairly grim, and in which she reads the tarot cards that you bring to her. In a way, she allows you to flick, few, flick forwards a few pages of the book that she binds together. 
So, Richard, we start off with the season moving what I would see from the end of autumn to winter. The camp, which we are counsellors at, is packing up. Relationships are disbanding. And lo and behold, the car which is to bring us out of the forest is sabotaged and we are warned to stay the night, shuttered, indoors. What do you think happens? Richard, most schlock horror from the 80s and the 90s, particularly on film, that involves groups of young adults, has a pretext for them being there. There's some transgression they've had against society. There's a reason that justice has to be visited upon them in the form of horror. What do you think the pretext is here, Richard? They're being warned, and now they're going to get it. (laughs) I think that's it. Uh, See, the characters are quite vulnerable because... Emotionally, they know this is the end of their camp and perhaps the people they've, they've drawn somewhat close to, well, they'll never see again. So they want to cement their ties in one last bash. Uh, also, seeing the character Emma, Emma with her swaying pigtails reminded me very much of Lara Croft, especially as we always saw her um, walking from behind. And I thought, oh, well, maybe he's going to be a breakout character, an action hero. Moving forward, Richard, um, the trope of disease is introduced, and that's something which has always possessed the Germanic mind. I lived in Germany, and Germans are fearful of anything which has got to do with bad hygiene. And one of the favourite forms of German insult is to call people after animals which have got bad practices, schweins, huns, things like that. And with zombie movies, zombie films, and the tropes of the infected. Uh, that's something which has certainly been employed here. Here, our friends become injured. Yeah, on the flip side of it too, we, the, the characters discuss over the campfire about virginity. And um, so we're looking at whether they're actually still protected at some holy level by still being pure. And uh, music is no longer played around the camp the night is closing in, they realise that they're vulnerable and a hunting party are heard in the distance. That's right, and to close off some of the party even more, Emma finds herself deserted on the quarry island, having to fend off monsters by herself. Moving forward to another trope, Richard, self-obsession is introduced here as well in Chapter 4. That's right, Andrew. The characters that don't integrate well into the team are those that are so obsessed with their own image of vanity in the mirror, uh, ability to actually um, turn the heads of the boys or those who are obsessed with their own social media. And here, Richard, there's an Australian character in it who we've been cheering for, has become injured. But is it a supernatural infection or just a plague? Chapter 5, Andrew, reminds us that we're in a world where technology is not really integrated And as we get to the CB radio transmitter, we realise there's a necessity for broadcasting or listening, but not both. It reminds me of an account I heard once from someone who claims to be a remote viewer, and he said that telepathic ability amongst people is not rare, though it is underdeveloped. However, he told me, there are those who are transmitters and those who are receivers. And the infectional plague motif, it ramps up with uh, the necessity for actual amputation. Uh, adding to horror, we have an attempted abduction. Richard, one of my favourite recent horror films is The Babadook. And you might remember the prose from that. If it's in a word or in a look, 
you can't get rid of the Babadook. And then you hear the echo of the child saying, Duk, Duk, Duk. Well, children's prose is also used in this game, and it's used to associate folklore and warnings of the beast, sort of like the ring a ring a rosy pocket full of posy, these yeah. relics two, of horror. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Now, it's used as a, a premonition of what's to come, but it's also used as self-soothing. And we see towards the end of the film that one of the characters sings the camp song. And just to highlight the lack of unity amongst the group, turns out she's the only one who's internalised and remembered it, while others just look on disjointed. Now, you may notice we've left out Chapter 6 on purpose. We've run out of sixes for this episode, and we'll leave that to your imagination. And spoiler free. Richard, on a horror note, the actual truth is that we have family in Transylvania, and we have been there on holidays before. So let's talk about silver. Silver is ascribed in this game as a remedy from the night prowlers, sort of like what you'd stab a vampire with in the heart. <laughs> it's also associated with the silver moon. In the game, there's never enough silver. There's just never enough. In a world which essentially does without money whatsoever, silver is still very, very important. It's its own currency. Um, we've all heard of the old wishing well. It turns out that silver is a natural biocide, so that where a silver coin was put in by a fountain of water, the water would always be clean, and therefore people would throw silver coins into a wishing well, and the tradition goes on, perhaps without people being aware why. So we have its association with the silver moon, and also linking in that uh, the moon dictates the fertility cycles of most, most creatures on Earth, and so perhaps we can expect some response from humans too. Well, certainly if the legend of werewolves is to be believed, most creatures do have their fertility cycles um, in line with the moon. And uh, perhaps that's also the case with werewolves, Richard. Moving on, haunted houses, love them. What if we have one in a depression instead of a hill? Then you just have to climb and climb and climb to get to the light. The story evolves, Richard. There's a family conspiracy. And can I say, some of the colours which are introduced around Chapter 8 are the subterranean sort of colours that you'd find. You know, the, the Greek culture, certainly the idea of hell, which was always a Platonian vision, uh, was of subterranean caves. The so colours really from the earth, muted colours, muted palettes. So we're, we're living in a place in, in a haunted house where the, the light really is a glowing colour. Some of this uh, haunted house became a little bit Scooby-Doo with the oversized spider webs, the family portrait hanging on the wall, the um, reminder that this belonged, that behind this family was a great crime, and perhaps some of the actors you already knew would be actors behind the crime. Richard, nothing spooky could ever happen with an oil portrait of an old aristocratic family member, could it? Especially one with a disapproving face. You'd never expect the eyes to animate or to follow you from corner to corner. That sort of thing could never happen. Perish the thought. Let's talk about sacrifices, Richard. For supernatural intervention, a price must be paid. There must be a bargain, a debt to be settled a sacrifice, as you will. The final chapter draws the danger in. 
we make a fortification, we close the doors, we hunker down. Yeah, and what happens when we do that? Well, then we're actually drawing the evil in, and unfortunately that's unavoidable. Um, one, one of the characters who was scrambling across the wooden rafters of the, of the mansion um, was doing so in a cloud of mist and with the hay she was scrambling on under the watchful eye of the portrait. It gave me the feeling that she was actually scrambling on a galleon ship and that she was actually being pursued by a ghoul. Some live. Unfortunately for us, many die. But I've got to say, the story does have a happy ending. Joy of joys. Now, Richard, I am a tragic fan of the monkeys, that rock group. And at the very end, as the day dawn breaks, we hear the monkeys play Daydream Believer. I, I was just overwhelmed with happiness when that happened. Alas, we're brought to final account by the hag. And uh, I don't think we fared that well, Richard. Like the ever-present waves of a beach, we're assured that a new group of youth will be washed onto this camp again next season. And with some members still infected, we're assured the new full moon will bring, hopefully, a sequel. Amen. All right. Wow. That was, um, that was in depth. And um, <laughs> it, it, it was uh, a very interesting look at a horror game. Um, I was, as they were talking, I was actually looking at this game. Um, and it's interesting that I didn't realize that it's like, these are all Hollywood actors. It looks like that make up these characters. And it looks like the characters, I mean, they look just like the real Hollywood actors. Like I was clicking through some of the characters in the game and I'm like, Hey, I know this person. I've seen them in a movie and here and there. So quite interesting. Yeah, one of I, one of the people are from uh, Righteous Gemstones. One of the is the kids, uh, yes. the guy's oldest kids from Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. I recognized him. Yep. Um, and of course, David Arquette's in here. Um, the Skyler Gisando uh, is from the Righteous Gemstones. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, and there's people. I think there's another. There's a lady in here from Star Trek, or not Star Trek, but uh, she plays on. Um, Oh, what's that start to the Orville? Um, yeah, and there's several other people. So, and their characters are them. That's so kind of interesting from that aspect too. Very cool. Um, really appreciate that. All right, let's move on to Lance and hear what he has to say. Hi, this is Xbox Life, uh, BJ and Wingman. Uh, I sent a email earlier about uh my favorite horror game and uh, i want to expand a little bit because i was kind of bland in the email uh but yeah i mean probably i don't know if they're my favorite horror games but like i said about outlast is it's probably some of the scary scaredest moments of me playing a game even as a 36 year old man it's just because the whole games they're just so dark and when they're running you have to run away from these creatures. If they get to you, you die. There's no way you can fight them. You can hide in closets, but if they see you get in the closet or whatever, or hide under things, they'll pull you out and kill you. And it's it, it's pretty in your face. It's you know. So those games got me pretty good. I, you know, the second one was really good too. It had really just pretty unique in the chase scenes and how visceral it feels and how 
weak you really are when you know because all you can do is run if you catch a whiff of anything for the most part but I, I would say outlast is pretty pretty up there high on best horror games i've played definitely that scared me i appreciate it love the show all right cool so well the rest of these are coming in emails and um through through facebook groups so we'll just uh let me just switch off here. I'll take this first one from Actually, Silo 84. Well, why don't we uh, go uh, read Lance's first since he was just talking about it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Lance, because uh, he also wrote in, yeah, he said, um, but then he wanted to send the voicemail in too, so we appreciate that. He said, love the show, guys. Longtime listeners. Some of my favorite horror game moments in me- recent memory was Outlast. Uh, the first game would actually make me jump Chase scenes are just intense and dark. Outlast 2 had some good ones too, but I remember Outlast 1 actually getting me to jump. They're pretty hard to complete too. I think I think I remember that game. I think I actually did play that. Uh, that series. Was that the one? Um, no, I think I'm thinking, I'm thinking of something different. Uh, from like on the 360 days where like you were, I think you were chasing. Hmm. I I think I'm thinking of a different game. I don't do a lot of horror. (laughs) No, me either. (laughs) So yeah, I I don't know how people can play them. Like it's just, I don't even watch horror movies. It's just, I don't, I don't enjoy that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I can do the next one. Since it's Silo 84. Uh, hello, everyone. Silo here. I can't play scary games because I wet myself. Wait, what? Why would you? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wait a minute. Just kidding. <laughs> hello, everyone. Yeah, hello, everyone. Silo here. Here we are. Episode 666. I had to write in, uh, write an email for this one because a one minute uh, record time is just not enough. One of my favorite games from the past has to be Dino Crisis on the PS1. I remember going through that game, and I was a teenager uh, when it was released. It was a survival horror game and played just like Resident Evil. But it had dinosaurs. Sorry. But it had dinosaurs. (laughs) You had an all-in-cat. The games had multiple endings depending on what you do in the game. So I played it. uh, Played it. So I played it multiple times uh, in order to go through all the different uh, different endings. Another great game from the past was Parasite Eve. I will uh, I will have to say though, my favorite horror game franchise of all time is Dead Space. Uh, we're gonna hear this game a couple times today, I think. Yep. <laughs> um, that game straight up made you jump. You just never knew one of those monsters would be. Uh, uh, would monsters would have me jumping? Yeah, would be jumping out of the wall or the floor or ceiling while walking around the spaceship you were on. It was also cool that you're able to take certain weapons in the game to change the shot pattern from a vertical or horizontal shot pattern, you know, hor- horizontal to vertical. Um, you were able to shoot limbs off the enemies and they would start walking towards you in a different way, or if you shot the legs off, they would start crawling. Uh, towards you with their upper limbs. The game had a great story and you really felt you were all alone in a, a, 
uh, all alone in the first dead space. I would like to see that made into a live action movie. A couple <laughs> of other mentions would be Resident Evil series and a Silent Hill series. Thanks again for the show and keep up the good work. Silo out. Yeah, Dead Space. Uh, uh, (laughs) I'll save my comments for a little bit later. (laughs) Yeah. All right. And then uh, Dawn of Time BC writes in a long time ago. I was hanging out with someone and watching them play a Resident Evil game. A sudden jump scare frightened them so much that they jumped and a very loud fart escaped. The horrified (laughs) look on their face was worse than any game could cause. (laughs) That is funny. Oh, that's good. That's That's some built up tension, I guess. Yeah. 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 Oh, you know, it's interesting too. Is like, I don't play horror games, but I've played dead space. I've played some resident evils. Um, I, yeah, it's like, maybe I've played more than I thought I had. All right. Uh, David writes in and says, I really enjoyed the fear games. Another one I actually did play. Um, Great atmosphere in Alma was scary as crap, which is true, man. But for the scariest game, I've got to go with alien isolation. Limited ammo resources to hurt the alien made sneaking and hiding necessary. Watching the alien walk past you as you were under a table was very tense. Yeah. And, the one thing I remember about Alien Isolation, I mean, they did the sound so well in that game, if I remember correctly. Like, even, like, the device you used, like, it sounded exactly like it did in the movie and everything. So, you you know, once you do that, like, people who watch those movies, it kind of brings that in, too. And you already know that the movies are, you know, are there to scare you. So, like, when you do that, it kind of makes it even more tense, in my in my opinion. Because you already know like what the movies were like, and then it's like okay, now now I'm actually playing it and hearing the same sounds and stuff like that. But I do know where it was like when it walks by. Oh man, that is freaky. I watch people playing on Twitch and stuff back in the past. Because again, I don't play horror games. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, I got one one thing to say here. Congratulations to David! You are the winner of our sixty dollar Xbox gift card. Yay. So I will I will reach out to you. We did select one random winner and you were the winner. So I will get that out to you uh via Xbox messaging probably. We'll look for that in a day or two. All right. Um Jason Potts writes in next and says Dead Space 2 was my favorite horror game. Played it through twice. Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> so it is it isn't sorry it is interesting when you just mention a game and you don't really have to say anything about it like what was the scariest game you played and you're like dead space and everybody's just like "Uh uh-huh yep yep yep, up gotcha Uh (laughs) uh-huh so yep yep go ahead rob and adam writes in i would almost never voluntarily watch a horror movie or play a horror game but the deep storyline of the dead space series had me hooked from the first game but all the movies and even played that weird connect the dots type mobile game. <laughs> bought all the games or bought all the movies? Uh, bought, bought all, all the all movies. Them. Yeah. Okay. Dead Space. I, movie? Are there? Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Maybe he meant game. 
I don't know. He said he'd never watch a horror movie or play a horror game. Had him hooked at the first game, bought all the movies. Maybe he, uh, maybe there are movies too with it. Could be movies out there. I'm not aware of. Might have to watch that if there is. Just I don't know if I could do that because I, you know, that's that. Thanks to the community for for sending in those. Um, one of the things I remember was Dead Space as well, and it was in the first game, pretty early on in the game, and uh, I remember like hearing. Like there was something the audio in that game is amazing. And like you would hear you could hear like like things moving and rattling and you'd hear noises off in the distance or you'd hear something behind you and or or in the uh, like the vent ventilation ducts above you. And I remember like seeing something, you know, and then and then in the audio going and it was just like I had to progress down this hallway and I did not want to go. I was I was actually like scared to move forward down the hallway and I'd never had a game do that to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, my heart was racing. I, I was probably doing a little sweating and I, I just creeped down that corridor so slow waiting for a jump scare. And then it didn't happen. Like the scare was like. Ahead of time, like to make you not want to go. To, and it was like, oh, my gosh, like I got down there and it was just like. Ugh, I got to take a breath, you know, they, they did such a great job in that, in that game of just creeping you out um, and knowing how to do it and when to do it. It was like, Oh my gosh, so good. Um, and then another time was, <laughs> and I know you, long time listeners of the show have heard this, but when I got out of the military, I moved back to the Chicagoland area and I was staying with Rob for a while. And so I, I was actually at his house staying in his uh, computer room. So I I come in from, I don't know, I was out and I come in and he was in at his computer and I walked in and he had his headphones on. He didn't hear me walk in and I just was standing there watching. And I was like, oh, what is he playing? Well, he turned out he was playing Aliens versus Predator. (laughs) And all of a sudden, he turns around like he realized someone was in the room and he jumped. (laughs) And I scared the living crap out of him. And I wasn't even trying. Yeah. And and he's like, I'm done with this game. (laughs) I about pooped myself. (laughs) No, it's... And I know we talked... Hang on. And I know we talked about this, yeah. We talked about about this a bunch of times, but you know, it's it's kind of intense, right? You know, the aliens thing. Oh, yeah. You know, you got the motion tracker going off. You can't see anything. The lights are all flickering. It's all dark. You know they're coming, and you can't see them. And it just, I get so caught up in in uh, a lot of games. I get so immersed, and you know, he scared the bejesus out of me. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Good memories, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How about you, Bron? All right. I'm going to set the scene for you. It's Halloween night. Okay. Pitch dark out in a dark room. I got the door open. The breeze is coming through. You know, the wind's picking up a little bit. And I am playing Dead Space. Okay. Headphones on. All right. I got to start over. It is like 1030 in the morning, bright as it could be in this room, because I'm terrified (laughs) already before starting (laughs) out the game. (laughs) 
It, it was in the morning. My 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 wife was getting my wife was getting actually getting ready because we were going to go somewhere. I was like, oh, I'll start up Dead Space and just kind of try this out. And I was playing it on my PC, and I mean, just just starting. So I'm like learning how like to turn the gun around to like shoot limbs off or whatever. And I, you know, it kind of killed a couple guys. But this is how early it was in the game. But I'm going down, and you know, I can hear her hair dryer going off but it's i just remember walking down a hall and one of those things jumped out of a vent out of the top it was like that my top left of the vent and scared me so bad that i jumped probably two feet backwards away from my computer yelled really loud you know my chair hit the wall and and my wife like i said was blow drying her hair she had to stop as like what is going on on because i screamed so loud i was like nothing just uninstalling a game (laughs) and that was it that was it i think i only got like maybe i I don't even know if i got 10 minutes into it i mean it that that thing made me jump so bad i was like yeah i ain't i'm not doing this like and like i said it was i was well i wasn't in a pitch black room or anything it was bright as it could be in that room you know sun coming through and and everything but that that was my the one that I always that always sticks out to me and I always remember. And I mean, even recently, like even just playing like Battlefield, I'd be in my room and it's dark and Jameson walks in and his like me sitting was like him standing like eye to eye. And I just kind of glance over and there's just a kid like staring at me, you know, he, <laughs> do, he doesn't want to scare me. He doesn't want to touch me to scare me. But I turn over and look and I'm like, ah! like, like he scares me. Enough to where I actually scared him. He thought I was mad that he scared me. And I was like, no, buddy. I was like, you just scared me. That's all it was. But Jameson's done that. And then another, my my last one that I wanted to say was it was uh it was E3 press conference. And it was the announcement of the Xbox One. And the the thing that scared me the most, the most horrific thing I've ever seen was what's his name coming out and saying TV about 5,000 times and just thinking (laughs) that Xbox was going the way of the dodo and he was flushing everything down the toilet. (laughs) So that's kind of a joking thing, but so, but no dead space. I mean, that was kind of common theme with everybody that sent stuff in and and raw, but I'm anxious to hear yours, but yeah, dead space was did me in. So for me, you know, the easy one would be that uh, the story that Mark just uh, talked about. That is the all-time classic, but uh, I won't use that one. And I have a very checkered past with any kind of stressful, spooky, scary games. Just I, like like I said, I get so immersed in uh in in what's going on that most of the time at least this is where it's in now if a game has like that kind of situation in it where it's like spooky scary i actually like sometimes i'm like i can't do this right now (laughs) i turn the game (laughs) off and i i go do laundry or something (laughs) i go cut the grass Uh, go sit in line at the DMV. I don't, I don't know, whatever it is, but uh, yeah, it just well, that's uh, that's a horror show. In yeah, I know, <laughs> right? But it's better. It's easier to deal with. But 
you know, there there are quite a few things that do stick out. And, and to kind of like give an example, like this is something, Mark, that uh, I'm using this because you brought it up a couple of times, is like I get so caught up in games and like tense situations. Like when we play Deep Rock Galactic, I Mark, you made comments a bunch of times like, you know, Rob, you're making like some weird noises over there. <laughs> Cause I'm like, <laughs> I'm like grunting yes. and I'm holding my breath. <laughs> like, do I need to call 911 for you? Are you having a heart attack yeah, over are there? Are you having a grabber? Breathe, Rob, breathe. What's, what's going on over there? No, it just, I mean, that's how I am. Like, especially, oh, man, there's some times in Deep Rock where you just get attacked by a horde and you're just like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get out of here. And you're being surrounded. And, Anyway, I just get so caught up in that stuff. But, uh, yeah, some of the things that really stick out to me, like, um, you know, outside of some of the more recent playing, one of the most significant, like, I'll call it a jump scare that I had was actually in, I think it was the first Resident Evil game. I mean, the whole thing is tense. And, you know, I watched the movies um, that they had, which I actually kind of enjoyed to to a point. But, uh, you know, I, I get caught up in, you know, the silence, the ambience, you know, they, they do a great job with some of that stuff. And I remember just like, oh, empty room, empty room, empty room. And then I walk down this hallway and I'm just walking down the hallway. And then these dogs just jump through like a window or something like that and attack me. I about pooped myself right there. <laughs> right there. It's just <laughs> one of those things of, you know, it's like silence. And then it just... It just like huge jump scare and and yeah, that's that, that that was that was a doozy. And even there were some other ones which I get kind of caught up. Like I remember playing Silent Hill, and you know that was just like fog and stuff. I mean, I didn't really like that. I don't like not being able to see. And there's also other other kinds of situations that. So I apparently don't like the dark, right, of the Aliens games. I don't like the fog. Um, Maybe that's bright, colorful Fortnite. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Or like another one. I know this is kind of going on a sidebar. Another one that like really creeps me out. If you guys ever watch Doctor Who, those angels that attack. Oh, yeah. Where the light light turns off. Yeah, it's like if you blink, it's like if you watch them, they're like these stone angels. And if you turn away or blink or it goes dark, that's when they move. So yeah. it's like when they're not being watched, they move. So you see like the person like staring at them and then they like blink and then the thing's like right in front of it showing its fangs like in a claw. Yeah, <laughs> claw it's like inches away from their face. Yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah. that episode. Yeah. Oh, so much stress. Oh, I, I need to watch that over a couple of weeks. <laughs> a few minutes at a time. It's like the, it's like the ghosts in Mario. <laughs> you turn away the ghost station. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember my son, he was terrified of the ghosts in uh, in the Mario games. That's that's interesting. And they're very cartoony, you know, and stuff. But yeah, we all got our own thing. And in some games, some games, not even mod, like, you know, modern games, like they don't have to be horror games, but like uh, like hardcore games like Tarkov, like you get shot once and you're dead or, or like Hell Let Loose or Squad, like one shot and you're done. And so somebody snipes you, the screen just, I mean, you just hear a snap and then the screen goes black and like you jump back because it startles you. Yeah. Yeah. 
and actually probably the most horrific thing that you could probably experience like outside of everything we talked about is going to the mailbox and getting a letter from the IRS. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll pass. (laughs) That takes the cake. (laughs) Yeah. We got a winner. Uh, Scariest game. The the most horrific (laughs) is doing the mail (laughs) daily mail. So, now that we we um, have talked about our scariest moments, are you guys um, planning to play Scorn in October when it comes out? Oh yeah. hell no! Nope, nope. I am. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try. You're gonna try, Bron? Yep, I'll, I'll try everything. I'm gonna try the Dead Space remake when it comes out. Too. Oh, I'm definitely doing the Dead Space remake. Yeah. Absolutely, and I'm looking forward to the Callisto Protocol. Yep, which is I'll, I'll supposed that. to be very Dead Space like. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'll definitely try it. I don't like, I don't want to be like, say I'm so scared to try things like, but if it gets to a point where I'm just stressed out, like, like sweating, <laughs> you know, like in my chair with air conditioning and four fans on me, cause I'm just too stressed out. It's not like, enjoyable. I won't do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, even like, you know, playing, like I said earlier, like Tarkov, like soul assassin is, is taking a break from Tarkov. He's like, man, I got to stop playing this before I go to bed because it's, so stressful it's not scary it's just extremely stressful that just so much is on the line you know that it was working him up before he'd go to bed (laughs) so which i understand i was like you know what me too because i like i like have to calm down like an hour after i'd stop playing you know it's crazy but definitely gonna try things yeah cool all right any any other last comments on scary games nope yeah, thanks for everybody for writing in and sending in voicemails. Alrighty. So we got a couple just a couple items here before we jump into what we can play next week. One of them I am super happy about this. The Xbox Game Pass family plan has now started public testing. Um, so if you are in Colombia or Ireland and part of the Xbox Insiders, you can actually start this now. It's a, it's now available to you. Um, and it says, I'm going to read this according to the Xbox Wire. This plan will allow up to four people to share their Xbox Game Pass Ultimate benefits. Now, with seemingly no restrictions on whether you add friends or family members. Uh, right now, I understand the restrictions are that the people have to be in the same country, um, which I don't think would be a really big problem. Um, but that is a current restriction. But it does say now the question I've heard from others is like, well, it says up to four people or you can add four people. This this says this plan will allow up to four people to share. So I don't think it means five the way I take it. So some people are saying, well, you have it and you can share it with four people. So you can have five people. I don't believe that's the case. Yeah, it's, you have up to four people total, I believe. That's um, what I think the, the old price, one was as well, was four back when yeah. I used to have it. So, and it's going to cost about $25 a month, which is awesome. Like that, that is great because like right now I've got three kids, only two of them game, but there was a game. Uh, we were playing a game, a Dungeons and Dragons game that was in game pass. So my son could play because he gets on my home gold console that's in the family room. 
I was on my office one, but then my daughter, for her to play, I had to pay for her to get another, her to have a subscription to Game Pass Ultimate, which is 30, so that was $30 a month for the two right now. Now I can drop the save $5 a month and actually add my other two kids and they can play if they want. Um, and it doesn't, and they will be able to stay on even when they leave home. That That's what's awesome. It removes the whole home goal thing. So I'm excited by it. Uh, we don't have a date of when it is coming. Um, but, um, oh, I guess the it, they're assuming it's about $25 per month. I don't know if that's been set in stone. But um, anything less than 30 is, you know, because that, that's better than buying two plans. Yeah. Oh. See, that would be cool if it was like that friends and family thing that they talked about originally, right? Where you could even share games that you bought. Like, that that would be really awesome. But, you know, this is better than nothing. And nobody wants that, Rob. Yeah. Nobody wants that type of thing. Yeah. They want you to buy your games. $70 Support the a developers. Pop. Yeah. Come on, Support Rob. Support the developers, Rob. Yeah. Man, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I know, right? Um, and the 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 little Xbox that could the Series S uh, has has just become more powerful. Um, the the Microsoft has pushed out in their June developer update. Uh, they've pushed out a change to the dev kits uh, that allows uh, it allocates more memory for the teams to use. Um, which, and they're saying this can result in performance boost, both existing and upcoming games on the Series S. So my understanding is, and they're saying hundreds of additional megabytes of memory. I hate when articles write this. So, <laughs> it's, so this is so stupid because it's like Microsoft says hundreds of additional megabytes of memory. I believe that's probably right at 200 meg. Yeah. But if you say 200 meg, then it's like, well, that doesn't really sound that big. So we're going to say hundreds yeah. because then it means it could be up to 900, but it's less than, you know, less than a thousand. Yeah. And it's probably so, going to be chunked off in normal increments too. So it's either 128 or 256. Yeah. You know, they're going to break it off and it's normal. It's weird just to do like 200. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, it's not 200, it's hundreds. Hundreds, sorry, yeah, hundreds. Hundreds Lots of, of additional hundreds. megabytes. Yeah. Um, so this should help developers bridge the gap between the Series X performance, at least a little bit. The lower memory level present in the Series S have been touted as a bottleneck for the system. So, I mean, I guess it was just some features that weren't used or the memory was just, you know, not really being used. So they're freeing that up. Uh, for devs to use in the game. So that that's good news. So if you got a Series S, it might get a little more powerful. And then, uh, as we said, uh, episode triple six, Sony is scared. And if you've been living under a rock, you may not know what we're talking about, but Sony has finally, they're admitting in a big way how scared they are of the Microsoft purchase of Activision Blizzard. Um, they were talking to some regulators in Brazil, I believe it was. And they are touting this as the worst thing that could ever happen to gaming. It's anti-consumer, they're claiming, which I got to ask this. How is how is Xbox Game Pass or 
the purchase of Activision Blizzard and putting their games into Game Pass, how is that anti-consumer? Because I'm a consumer and I see this as a good thing because I'm not paying for Redfall. I'm not paying for Starfield. I won't have to pay for Call of Duty. I won't have to play for Diablo 4. I won't have to pay for Overwatch 2. I won't have to pay for... Do I need to go on? Like, that is extremely consumer-friendly to my wallet. The company is saving the consumer money. The the reason the the reason where the consumer friendly comes in for the Game Pass side of it from like I said I listened to like Kogelal and stuff I think it was from his podcast they came out and actually kind of referenced the whole point is like well if they put that game in Game Pass that means it's going to be less quality of games into Game Pass so means that consumers are getting crappier games. Oh, like Halo Infinite, Forza Horizon 5? You just, I mean, just remember the whole Sony's approach about the reason why they can't do things is because it means that they wouldn't be able to make good games if it had to go into like their game pass. So that's their. Yeah, because the quality will go down, right? That's what they're saying, which is anti Halo Infinite, which is anti consumer, right? Because you're getting very low quality. You're getting quantity over quality right so it's anti-consumer if they could just keep pumping it in there that's kind of what he said and that i kind of chuckled because again the halo or forza horizon 5 was a a 10 um hey uh halo infinite scored nines yeah there was um uh the other game um death loop that went to playstation which is coming to game pass is a 10 scored a 10 Um, there was a couple others. I mean, Microsoft got all kinds of awards last year and high, they were the highest rated or they were the, what the dev with the highest rated scores, highest rated publisher games. Yeah. So, um, that's not true. Sony. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So there, there, there's, there's a lie, right? So that that's that's one, right? Let's keep track. Uh, Sony also claims that COD Call of Duty is an essential game that has no rival and a release that can influence users console choice. They claim it's impossible to create a competitor. So. I, I can almost agree with them that it's probably pretty impossible to create a competitor. Um, and and I, I don't get why, because, I mean, COD has been around forever, and it's been the king. Well, that's you why. Know, we all, like, someday it's got to, you know, king is going to die someday. It can't last forever, but every year it just continues to be king. So maybe that's true. But their whole thing about it influencing the user's console choice that again is a lie number two. Well, now, it, it, oh, hold on. Okay. Oh, okay. Let me, let me, let me, I know, I know where you're going. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. And, and I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to explain why. Yeah. So yes, Xbox 360 was pretty much king of COD. Uh, I mean, people played Xbox, they played COD. If it was console, again, this has nothing to do with the PC. 
So when it comes to the consoles, 360 was where COD was. And, you know, Microsoft had um, timed exclusives content and you were getting stuff first there. And then when the PS4 came out, that that went over to Sony. Activision made a deal with them and they were getting the exclusive content. And a lot of people switched over to your PlayStation. So at that point, yes, this game can influence a, a console's choice. But they're saying, so they're basically saying, if you take this away from us, Microsoft's going to get all these console people, they're going to switch back over, and it's not fair. But they didn't have a problem. Sony did not have a problem making a deal with Destiny to keep content off of Xbox for over two years to the point that by time it was released, the sequel was already coming out or it was basically it was already out. Destiny two was out before I got the content. Okay. Destiny one. So destiny two was already out before destiny one's content was finally made available over two years later on three sixty. destiny is a huge game. How can you sit here and say, it's okay for us to do that and keep content make it exclusive on our system, but nobody else can do it. That's the problem with their statement. Right. So yes, COD is a big game, but you can't say that it's not fair for them to, for Xbox to put it on, for Microsoft to put it on Game Pass because it hurts Sony when you are basically taking, and they've been doing this for years, taking content away and locking it, even from third party, like Final Fantasy um, that is not on Xbox. And there's games there. I think it's Final Fantasy. Is it seven? Yeah, it's there's, a seven remake. And, yeah, that is not on Xbox. And, you know, Sony locks that stuff up. Yep. So how is that any, how is this any different? Yeah, so the the one thing, kind of going back, like the as far as like nobody really rivals Call of Duty, is like, yeah, because I can't even think of one call of duty like game like even even like i think in the other ones they're referencing like battlefield i was like battlefield is not a competitor call of duty like no yeah because battlefield i mean battlefield doesn't have perks because their players can actually shoot and hit things without perks like they don't need handheld to make kills in a game yeah they're called aimbots yeah i know i'll just i'll just (laughs) i'm just playing around with everybody but I mean, like, you know, Warzone isn't even Call of Duty. Like, I mean, it is Call of Duty Warzone, but like they are distinctly different games. Like the multiplayer in Call of Duty is one of its own. I don't know anything like that. Um, I would say the only thing that's similar that's current, Halo. Halo would be similar. No, I guess. no, would be Titanfall. Uh, it's yeah, oh, very, yeah, okay, okay. it's it's very and it's it's made by. Those are the guys that created Call of Duty. Oh, that's true. And Titanfall, um, in my opinion, is better. <laughs> so yeah, it, I love Titanfall. But yeah. if you take if you take the Titans out, yeah, it's basically Call of Duty. Yeah, the it's the feel, the control, the guns, the feel of the movement. Uh, it's very fast paced, fluid. Where Battlefield is more. Uh, don't hate me, Big. Ron. It's just my opinion. It's it's a bigger scale. It's a it's more it's more focused on, you know, it's not just it's not man on man. It's not just, you know, soldiers on the ground. It's air, land, sometimes sea. Right. You're on a, you know, 
but it's also a clunkier movement. It's not as fluid. It's yeah. slower. It's 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 just it's a very different game, and people keep hitting them like they're rivals when they they are. Like you said, they are nothing as similar. No, nope. it's just that they're the two biggest games out there that are first person shooters. Right. Uh, people think they're based, and they come out at the same time. But they feel like, oh, who's going to yeah. sell more? Well, they're very different games. Yeah, Battlefield leans more into like the team objective, you know, type thing. And and as far as movement and stuff, like, yeah, you're right. It's not as smooth and fluid. You know, it it tries to lean. I don't want to say realistic because I mean, there's obviously things that are not realistic. But I mean, it tries to lean more toward that way. Like, yeah, you can't slide cancel. Like nobody can slide six feet by taking three steps and then bounce up and do it two steps later. Like that's just not possible, you know, things like that. But yeah, so there's no real rival. I can see that. And as far as the part where, you know, my thing is, is, and, and they don't mention this in there because in this art, the, in this thing with the Brazilian, uh, the Brazilian company or, uh, sorry. Yeah. In Brazil, they have to be regulators. Yeah. The regulators, like the statements they made have to be truthful. Like they are not allowed to lie in this. So everything they're Good. saying is technically truthful because I mean, but they never state like, Hey, this shouldn't happen uh, because of this, because the thing is Microsoft came out and said, yeah, we're going to keep it on both consoles, right there. We're going to keep it out right. everywhere because the way they're talking here is they have a fear that it's not, they have a fear like, okay, once the contract, you know, once the contracts are fulfilled, will Xbox eventually say, okay, this is on our system only and, and PC because if that happened 100% that is going to basically decide if people uh, basically people are going to get an Xbox. Then they have to decide, am I going to get a PlayStation? Not just, I'm going to get on a PlayStation. But to me, I believe Microsoft and Phil Spencer, when he says he's going to keep it on every console and everything like that. I personally just think it's not going to be $70 on PlayStation. I think the very bare minimum version of Call of Duty, which is going to come out two weeks later than everything on than everything else on PlayStation, is going to be a bare minimum of ninety nine dollars. Wow. Why wouldn't you? I would. Yeah, sure. I'm going to put it on your machine. I'm not going to keep it exclusive to us. Your people are just going to pay pay me <laughs> twenty thirty dollars more. Why wouldn't you? I would. I would. And then they're going to be like, "Oh, that's blah blah blah." Hey, go get an Xbox. Get get play it on PC. Get get Game Pass if you want it cheaper. That's that's cool. what I think. Microsoft. I think that's what Microsoft should do. To be honest, is they should they should make it ten dollars more on PlayStation than anywhere else, and then the next year make it twenty dollars more than anywhere else. And that is then people can be like, well, I'm just going to go buy Game Pass and buy an Xbox, you know, or something like that. That's just my opinion. But yeah, so. Yeah, but as far as your market, them being hypocrites, and, and and I was talking to you this before, you know, them saying like, oh, it influences their conscious choice. That that shouldn't be allowed. And people's like, well, yeah, you do that with when you buy, you know, when you're. They did getting, it with Call of Duty. I know. They did it with Call of Duty, Destiny. <laughs> They're doing it with Final Fantasy. And people are like, well, that's not the same. And and. Technically, it they're is. well, technically, they're right. It's not the same because this is an entire company and per you know, that they're purchasing instead of just rights to a game or if it's timed exclusive or whatnot. But I can tell you, those people who are diehard Final Fantasy fans that you saw like passing out and crying when they heard that the remake was coming because 
that is the game that that is like their childhood. They love that game so much. Like that's how attached they are. They probably ran out immediately and bought a PlayStation because they are not going to wait for a year or two years of that thing. So they definitely have console, you know, doing that. It's exact to me. It's the exact same thing, even though technically it's not. You know what I mean? It is. It's perception. That's what I was saying earlier. It's exactly what it it, is. Right. And that's what I'm saying. They're not wrong that it'll influence users' console choice because they found that out when they got the uh, timed exclusive for COD on PS4. And they saw how many people jumped ship from here and went over there because they got the content right away. So, yeah, it's true. However, they're painting this picture that they wouldn't do such a thing. (laughs) I know. that's And that Microsoft is going to be that Microsoft um, having this title as part of their, you know, wheelhouse is going to, you know, drive Sony out of business or be, you know, not be fair to the Sony's consumers is total BS because Sony has not been quote fair to any of their competitions. Consumer. Yeah. They're currently um, anti-consumer, if you will, towards uh, anyone that's not on a, on a Sony, on a Sony platform, even to PC. Like they don't want their games on PC. I know. Like I said, they treat us PC players like we're we're dirty people or whatever. Like you know, we're not deserving of it. I I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. Is like technically the people that are saying it's not the same. Yeah, they're right. But the perception is is like no, they are talking out both sides of their mouth right now. Like they're they're saying this shouldn't be done, and they're turning around. They've been doing it for years. And, yeah. you know, even to the point like Final Fantasy is the best thing because Square Enix is, you know, right now the rumors are if you go out there today and read even more rumors, Square Enix wants to be purchased. You know, they sold off a bunch of their IP to the Embracer group. You know, like we've we've seen that because they want to focus on more like I think the the JRPG or the Japanese side of things and not Western games. And the rumor is, is that they want to be bought and everybody's thinking Sony's going to buy them. If Sony yeah. comes out, I'm telling you, Sony's going to come out and every Final Fantasy game will not be on Xbox. And if I was Phil Spencer, I'd walk up. Actually, I would do exactly what Sony did to Microsoft, which is Microsoft's like, we expect Sony to put those games on X, on on the Xbox as well. Do you know, remember when Sony did that? We expect them to abide by the contracts and blah, 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 blah. You know, basically forcing them to say, yes, we're going to keep it on every platform. Don't worry. You know, government, you know, we're still going to do it. Um, but that that was the thing is like, hey, you know, I want Microsoft to do that. And if Sony says, no, we're going to keep them, keep them just to just a PlayStation. I would be like, OK. Call of Duty's on Xbox only. Because, I mean, the thing is, uh, if if, you, if they want to poke the bear again, you know, and this is this is more like the Xbox fan person to me and just seeing this play out, right? Because I'm not a console war type person. But I do get frustrated when one company acts like they are better and they don't do things when they're actually the ones that do everything the worst, which is, which is Sony. Like, they are literally anti, they're anti-consumer, they're anti-gamer. You have to spend $500 to play my $70 game, which, by the way, is single player. After 20 hours, you're done for the next five years until we build another one. You know what I mean? So they yeah. release like yeah, eight games, you know. Isn't $70 which, a game anti-consumer as well? 
That's what I mean. Seventy dollars a game, yeah. Anti and and that they they wonder why they're getting soft so- software sales. Their last quarter wasn't good, and the reason why is yeah, like, yeah because they're seventy dollars a game. That's why they're not good. Oh, and by the way, you have this whole PC environment that you could be putting these on, but you tell those guys to go shove it. I was like, well, I mean, uh, you know, so it's what they're asking for here. And what, like I said, was for poking the bear is the reason why Microsoft has thrown their money around and purchased these companies like Blizzard and, 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 and Activision and stuff is because Sony for the last two to three years said, you don't have any games. Exclusives are what you need. We're better because we have exclusives. And yes, Microsoft did go and buy them. They didn't massage them or whatever, like however they say the Sony people do it. Yeah, they went and bought them, and now they're complaining about it. It's like, yeah, because you shoved it in their face all day long for a, you know for years. It's your fault they're doing this. It's Sony's fault Microsoft is purchasing Activision. I mean... Because they've been told the whole time that they had to do it. And I'll just say about if Sony does go buy Square Enix right now, I will just say this goes back to my other comment I've made where Sony doesn't massage their, you know, people that they have these relationships with and then bring them in house. They don't do that. They bankrupt them and then buy them for cheap. Because Sony turns around and makes these companies only make games for PlayStation or make them PlayStation exclusives. And then when they don't sell very well, the company doesn't make money. And then their stock drops and tanks. And then Sony swoops in. And it's like, hey, we heard you're for sale. Well, we'll buy in. You know, we got this great relationship. It's like, no, they bankrupt them. It's, it's basically a hostile takeover. And if you just look, why is Square Enix not doing very well? Where's all their big games exclusive to right now? They're exclusive yeah. to Sony. Why are they not making money? Because their stuff's not on PC, even though like the remake I think is now. But I'm just saying that in general. Sony locks up these exclusive deals, the places tank, and then Sony comes and buys them. But we'll find out if Sony does buy Square Enix and makes that stuff exclusive. You watch the entire world. The entire thing will flip upside down and, and uh, Call of Duty will become exclusive to PC and Xbox. So. But yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and it's 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 interesting too that some of the changes in the their their fan base. Um, it used to be Game Pass is bad. Support the devs. Pay the money. Um, and now now that they have PS Plus Premium or whatever it's called, the the fanboys are now seeming to think that that's okay. <laughs> like you should, you should be supporting the PlayStation plus premium program. And like what happened to supporting the devs? And it, it's just interesting how the narrative, not only from the fanboys, which always changes, but even Sony themselves has been changing a lot. And <clears throat> there was a lot that came out. Um, there was a lot of things that came out in this um, discussion with some regulators there in Brazil. Um, I was trying to capture it all, but there was just so much. Um, but there were so many things that Sony has said and the families have gone back on. And it's just like it, it, one, I was listening to another show where they were discussing this and kind of the comment that came back was, you know, for, it seems as if Xbox has a much more, Microsoft has a much more mature 
audience than yes. Sony does. Like there's just a bunch of kids that whine and cry and then nothing. If it's not on their system, then it's bad. Like game pass is bad. It's going to ruin developers. You don't get good games, um, which like, okay, well we just proved you wrong last year with the bet, you know, Microsoft having the best highest scoring games of all, including Sony, we beat you, Um, you know, and it's not, this is very pro-consumer. This is very pro-everything. Developers are enjoying it. People are playing more games. Um, and now that now that it, that is sort of on their system, now all of a sudden it's okay. You know, it's just it's just the same thing back when Xbox Gold. Oh, you got to pay for multiplayer? That's stupid. That's terrible. Until they <laughs> had to start playing for it. And yeah. now all of a sudden there was nothing wrong with it. Like, it's just, you know, it, it's so immature and ridiculous. Um, another thing Sony was saying was that they can't compete with Game Pass, um, which I'm sorry, I, I I do agree with that. I think that's one that's one statement they did say that was true because what they're pushing out and charging their customers for, I'm sorry, it it doesn't compete with Game Pass. They're they're anti-consumer with their own version of what you get. Like they're charging you for cloud saves. You know, there's there's so many things they charge their customers for that Xbox is like, let's just include it. Um, but they're saying it would take years to try to build that up and millions and billions of dollars. But my question is, so what, Sony? You're just sitting there crying to a regulator, basically saying we we were sleeping on our on our hands, sitting on our hands for so long. And now we're so far behind that if you let Microsoft get these guys, we're we're, you know, we're going to be lost in the dust and we're going to cease to exist. And, you know, I'm saying you should have been working towards moving your platform forward, but they were so stuck in the past. And I'm going to say, can anyone remember? Here's how we share games on the PlayStation four. I'll hand my disc to my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Xbox is like, we'll just digitally share all your games to four friends and, or to four people total of four and you guys can all play at the same time because you don't have to worry about your disc being your friend's house. It's a Sony is so stuck in the past. Like Microsoft was, we've made this comment before. And and again, (coughs) this is COD will not be exclusive to Xbox. COD, even if they take it off PlayStation, COD is going to be exclusive to wherever game pass is available. That's true. Your Xbox, your PC, your tablet, your phone. Like, what was it you said, Bron? It's the most accessible, exclusive ever in history. You know? Yeah, the games on it's, Game Pass or my, Microsoft's exclusive are the most accessible exclusives ever yeah. anywhere because you can play them on a console or on PC or on a phone. Like, you can play them wherever you want to play tablet. them. You can play yeah. them wherever you want to play them. Wherever Game Pass is available, you can play them. The only on, company on iOS, oh yeah, on the, Android, yeah, the only on company, <laughs> yeah, the only company you can't play them on is Sony. Now that could be because Microsoft doesn't want to put it on there, which I, I kind of highly doubt, um, or it's because Sony doesn't want it on there. So Sony just think about it. On it. Yeah, yeah. Just think about it that way. But no, you're yeah. I mean, everything you're saying, like, I, I agree with 100 percent because it's just. You, you know, you're saying about like cloud saves and stuff like the one thing is like, oh, no, Game Pass is stupid. And then all of a sudden, like PlayStation, uh, 
PlayStation Plus is turning is splitting into three, right? Three tiers. Yeah. And they did very well. I, I would say they did good. That mid tier is actually a pretty good tier. The high tier where you have to play for cloud, like where you can play it uh, through the cloud is kind of crappy because you're not getting everything that's on the game. You're not getting everything that's on their game pass equivalent. You're only getting certain ones. So you're paying more and actually not getting everything. So I had to cancel mine, but the mid tier is pretty good. But the funny thing is, is the Sony fanboy people have immediately said, well, we got 44 million subscribers. We're double game pass. Ours is better. Cause we have more, yeah. we have more It's like, Hey dummy. That's because everything that was PlayStation Plus is now included in this. Game Pass, it was Xbox Live and it went to Game Pass. They are two separate products. Like they're not together like that. So right. you're you're doing that and you sound dumb, you know, because you sound you sound like a fanboy. Because this thing that you guys never wanted because it's dumb and nobody wants to play old games. Remember that statement? Nobody wants backwards compatibility. Yep. Nobody wants to play old games. And now they're just like, when are we getting the PlayStation one games? You know, it's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's weird. You know what I mean? Yep. It's just, they are saying, and just, and, and just vo- like vomiting, whatever Sony's telling them to say. So when you have right. Jack Ryan saying, we can't do game pass because you're just not going to get great quality games. Like you're going to get crappy quality games. That's why we're not putting first party games on here. Day one is because they're going to be crappy. If we do, that's not true. They just don't want, they want you to pay more money for them. They want to nickel and dime you like basically. So they can't keep compete with game pass. That is 100% true. They could, they could, they just don't want to. That's all. That's the way they don't want to. And they're too far behind because they haven't, they've, they've, they're stuck in the past. Well, and that was the thing. Remember when game pass came out and we're like, this is like, you know, we called it like the game, not game fly, but the Netflix of gaming. Right. We've said yeah. this before. It's like, hey, this is where things are going. Like, this is where gaming's going. Like, people are kind of tight. Like, you don't want them to pick and choose between what game, you know, every 100 games come out in a month and people are only buying two of them because they don't. It's $120, right? Or $140 if you're for Sony, you know, on PlayStation 5. But Game Pass, if they can get that money to developers and let people experience a game. And then support them because that is supporting a developer. You don't, you can still buy the game if you really love it. You know, you don't have to just do it on Game Pass. You can play it on Game Pass, really like it and buy it if you want to. You know what I mean? But when that came out, it was like Sony is just like, nope, we're not doing that. You're, you're $60. Our games are $60. We're going to take four years to build them. You're just going to pay for them. And that's what you're going to do. You know, and it was, yeah. it seemed very ancient. It's like, they're going to fall very far behind and they're going to get lost. And that's, and we're already that's seeing where they're at and that's where they're yep. at. And it's just like, and now they they're just, trying to get regulators to bail them out. Yeah. They just refuse to adapt. Now I will say one thing. This could be a cultural thing as well when it yeah. comes to Sony. And I always, I always forget that. And then I have to remind myself, like this may be a cultural thing where it's like, you know, they just, refuse to change you know things are the way they are and this is just the way they are yeah. you know and or when they change they're just very slow to change so but at some point in time they're going to have to change and i think they're trying you know but even like the pc stuff like putting their games out like well you'll you'll get the game two years after it comes out on our playstation you're right and i'm just like okay well then you're also eating 30 dollars a copy when you when you bring it out two years later why would you not want 
another $30 million. For a company that obviously seems like they're starving for money, why would you give up $30 million? I don't, I don't understand it. It, it. it just confuses me. I'm still confused and baffled by that. But yeah, <laughs> this is such a good topic because I was waiting for this because the thing yeah. is like, I'm not a console war person, but when I heard this, I was just like, okay, I understand why they're doing this is because that's, this is what their lawyers are supposed to do. Right. They're trying yeah. to put as much confusion into it to make it seem like, Oh no, you can't do this. Like, Oh, Hey regulators, wouldn't this be bad? And they want the regulators to say, yes, that's what their job is. Right. These people that are filling this stuff out. This isn't, Jim Ryan doing this. This is their lawyers doing yeah. it. But the thing is, is I also heard is like they knew when they were putting this out, it was going to be public. So everything yeah. they said, they knew this was going to hit and this, they knew this was going to make them look this way. So it's just like, you know, I, I mean, I don't know really what to say other than like you're, you are just, it does make you look like you're scared when technically they're probably not because every other company, I don't know if you saw that every other company that had to fill that info out. None of them cared. Yeah. They didn't care. Right. Only Sony. So it does make it look like, you know, and again, knowing that the games are still coming onto their platform. So a lot of the stuff they were saying, although true, is very, very unlikely to happen. I would say unless they want to start pushing Microsoft's buttons again. But that's just me. (laughs) You want to get down to business, get down to business. And (laughs) business is a very hateful place. I don't know if people realize that. Like, it's cutthroat. Like, if you really want to push people, you can try to push them, but they'll come after you, whether you like it or not. So, Yeah, and whining about it just, and that's, that's, I guess, what annoys me, too, is that's kind of the way the world works now. It's like, they're picking on me, Uh, Mr. Government. Go in there and shut them down. Like, no. It's a, it's, it's competition. You get your game up to speed. You know, if they're, if, if Ford makes a better truck than Chevy, then Chevy's going to work harder to make a better truck next year. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter what, what business it is. Nobody's in competition. Nobody gets into business to share the wealth, so to speak. Yeah. You know, and, but Microsoft is like, how can we, how can we make it better for our customers? How can we improve our relationship and our business model with them? And it works for me. Yeah. Xbox gamers are happy. Yeah. You know, so Sony needs to just figure out what they want to do and do it. Yeah. I, well, what, what, what company, what, what publisher makes what I would consider some of the, the very best third person action games or a third person adventure games. What company makes some of the best third person? I would have to probably say naughty dog. Well, yes. Sony games. Yeah. Right. Santa Monica, Spider-Man, like, yeah. Like, and that's the one thing is like, you know, Sony sits there and talks about not having a right. They, they basically pump out the same game, every same type of game every time. Well, I think that influences console choice, Mark. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think I, they should be able to be allowed to have third person adventure games just on their console. I think regulators should make them put them on other consoles that, you know what? That's very true. I, I know think we should take Sony. They got, they got, you know what? You have turned me Sony. You got it. Preach your brother. Yeah. Preach it and bring uh, uncharted last of us and uh, infamous. God all of war. Over to Xbox. 
God of War. Yes, I would love to play God of War. Yeah, I just don't think it's <coughs> fair. I, it's just it's, it's just not, not fair. fair. No, no. I had to fair. I had to buy PlayStations to play those games, and I now know. if I want to play it, I have to get a PS5, and that's just not fair. That's anti-consumer. Yeah, it's funny when it, it's funny when you say it that way. It, it, it when you sit there and say something <laughs> like that, it's it, although it's true. You know, it is. I have to buy a PlayStation to play those games yep. or wait two years yep. or whatever. It, they do influence a console decision. They do make some of the best games like they do. They do. It's yep. not a lie. You know, and I'm not lying. Being anti-consumer by yeah. doing that. It, that's the thing is what they say they're doing. I know. That's <laughs> Yep. So that's what frustrates me. But yep. All anyways, right. it is yep. what it is. So I think it's time to move on and yeah. wrap the show up. For the week of August 8th through the 12th, we only got seven titles. Not too bad. I'll tear through them here pretty quick. On August 9th, which is Tuesday, we have Two Point Campus. So this is... um, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a sequel. So there was Two Point Hospital, which actually was kind of fun. It's a decent game. Came out a while ago, and instead of doing hospitals, you're now doing schools with a capital S, and it ends with a Z. But uh, yeah, this comes out on uh, Tuesday. It is on Game Pass, just like Two Point Hospital. At least I think that's still there. It's optimized for Series X and S, and it is smart delivery. On August 10th, we have Book Quest, optimized for Series X and S, and it's smart delivery. Uh, It's an action-adventure RPG, if that's your thing. Cult of the Lamb on the 10th, optimized for Series X and S, and smart delivery. Um, No idea about that one there. But uh, Arcade Paradise, if you haven't had enough of your retro gaming, you can... Get some more here. It's optimized for Series X and S Smart Delivery out on August 11th. That's Thursday. It's a 90s retro arcade game. Uh, It says, with the keys to the family laundromat, transform the business to give the sleepy town of Grindstone something to get excited about. So it's like making your own arcade, kind of. Offworld Trading Company on August 11th, PC Game Pass. Um. It's an economic uh, real-time strategy game. Um, I vaguely remember seeing some stuff on this. It looked interesting. Rumbleverse on August 11th. It's a free-to-play 40-person Battle Royale-style game. Lots of ads for this one lately. Uh, Voyage, August 12th, optimized for Series X and S Smart Delivery. It's a cinematic adventure game capturing the essence of shared exploration. Very interesting. And that's it. So pretty short, uh, short list there this week. And uh, uh, that uh, last one, by the way, Voyage, uh, it does look really good, by the way. Um, the graphics are pretty cool for it. But uh, let's see, what's what's like the shiny penny on here? Maybe Off-World Trading Company and uh, maybe Two Point Campus. I don't know. I would agree to that. Both of those. Yeah, yeah I'll be yeah. both of them out. Rumble versus a big unknown. Seems to be like another Me Too game. <clears throat> but yeah, that's it. 
Okay. And get out of here. Yeah. Thanks. Learned <laughs> your lesson for the music. I'm Rob Olson. It was Prestar. Thanks for listening, everybody. Catch you all next week. And I'm Brian BJ Swick 33. Have a good night. Mark AK Wingman 709 taking off.